Welcome back to another episode of Supercoach Insider. My name is Ben. And I'm Chris. And I'm Swizz. And thank you for joining us. It is the hamstring, hamstrung season, ladies and gentlemen. Just as you thought all the anarchy was done, just as you thought your teams were finished, fuck no. Um, AFL Fantasy Gods has come in and absolutely reamed some people. Aaron Hall, I can't say, but I told you so, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we spoke about that last week. Chris, Swizz, how are we today? Yeah, I'm all right. Yeah. <laughs> come on chris your season's slipping away i i logged i don't know man i i just i must have just been in fantasy land uh i'm i didn't really pay attention to my team all weekend because i was like oh i'm actually going pretty good here like i think they've got a good score i won two of my three leagues i was like oh like i must be must have gone well uh look at my rank and i'm like drop 600 place what what <laughs> like how did that happen and it, like it, it, it's sort of what happened early in the season in that, um, and this is where this is my downfall of the entire year, really. I, when I was upgrading my defense, I paid up to get guys that were over 600K and they all dropped off a cliff. And these value guys that people picked up for 500, and I'm talking about Sinclair, Dawson, and Sicily, are fucking killing me every single week. Um, and I just don't have it. So, that like those three alone cost me over 120 points on on my guys this week. I'm running Doherty who got 75. I know how much um, does that hurt? Hey, Doherty who I paid 575 for maybe, and then to think I think I could have got Sinclair. I'm like, oh no, it's gonna mess up my buy structure. <laughs> and I've been hating yeah. on Sinclair for weeks. Well, my best defender was my new recruit this week, which was Stephen May. So I <laughs> like literally had like so I had Doherty 75. It's gonna be me. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, then I had Hewitt, um, Hewitt for eighty-seven, Crisp for seventy-nine, Shaw for eighty-two, and Luke Ryan was second best with ninety-three. So, like these guys, Sicily, Doc, uh, Sicily uh, Dawson, and so Sicily, I think went one thirty, didn't he? Or like one thirty-nine, I think it 139. was one thirty-nine. Yeah, one thirty-nine. Um, Sinclair went 150 and Dawson went like 140, right? So 144, there, yeah. there's 150 points straight up. That, that That's that's the difference. So I only ended up scoring like 24.93 and I thought that was a good score. And I just got reamed by everyone. Yeah. Every man and his dog just took how a much, giant jump on my chest. How much does it hurt when your premiums falter? And then, so like I had Callum Mills. 85 and then you have someone else that just bangs out a decent score and you, you, you mean know, like Petraka, who also fucked yeah. me <laughs> yeah but even so like Walsh went really well well i paid 620k for him i could have just got Petraka for 480 saved myself 140k and he bangs out a 189 and like, obviously he's been on a long long stretch of bad scores so you know whoever's stuck with him they kind of deserve it but like Fuck man, I'm just getting reamed by these <laughs> fucking other guys. It's all in the same week and like huge scores. Like people out there with like 2,800 and shit, and I'm just like, it, I was like 2,500. Like that's good. That's, uh, that's a speaking, real good score. Speaking of reaming, uh, Manscaped tidy up your front end and your back end at the same <laughs> time. Uh, Manscaped.com. We are looking segue. forward to some uh, more product coming through as well. So Manscaped.com, go and check them out. 
uh, support those that support us. We are obviously going to be having some more sponsored ads coming through in the next little week or so from them. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Also, shout out as well to splashvodka.com.au. Um, go check them out. They have some really nice flavors. I actually checked out some reviews for lime. Apparently, it's absolutely unreal as well as I think it's raspberry. Um, not quite sure. Apparently, I've got another shipment coming. Swizz, apparently, he didn't send it to you. So I might give you some when you are up. I might give you some when you're up over the weekend, my man, and um, check them out. But, uh, hey, that's it. Uh, before we do move on, otherwise, we need to talk about socials, SC Insider 100. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Twitch. Also, all our audio platforms as well. So Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, you name it. And on the YouTube, Chris. Yeah, so I have I've actually been a bit AWOL on uh, on the YouTube and on the podcast the last couple of weeks. You know, parenting and like responsibility and like life and stuff's getting in the way a bit. But um, keen to get on here and, and have a mix. But the uh, we we can finally I, I've heard the the good news that we got our Google Pin or something like that, Ben. From, yes, yeah. Well, so we still have to wait until the the month's just gone to kick over. But um, looks like we finally. It's weird because we had to. Went to your house, didn't work, so they've sent it to my house. Basically, in order to get any of the revenue, you have to confirm for the fact that you are not living in Russia. And that's pretty <laughs> much it. I am not even, not even I'm not even kidding you. So they pretty much like suspended every sort of person out of Russia because of the whole Ukraine situation. And you have to confirm your address. And in order to do that, they have to send a pin. And Chris moved houses and an apartment complex didn't go to him. So we had to redo it. But they said, oh, no, you have to wait three months before you redo the pin as well. So we finally got there. Um, we'll see what happens out of that. But uh, thank you, everyone. Loving and all the shout-outs as well on Supercoach Insider on YouTube. Loving all the comments and feedback as well. Our channel's kicking off. It took us a while to get to 1,000, but we are now at 1.48. So pretty much only um, what a smidgen off uh, hitting that 1,500 sort of subscription as well. So really excited there. All right. I'd like to, I'd like to thank the uh, the mother-in-law and all her family for jumping on. <laughs> and, how, and how about the YouTube Swiss? Um, <laughs> shouting out, I'm trying. Chris just got that. <laughs> you can see it turning a in your brain there, mate. I was <laughs> like, you. what are you? Oh. <laughs> um, so after I was real crook last week, I decided to try, try dry July and see how far I can make it. Shout out to Chris who's done it a few times before. So I'm going the heaps normal today, the non-alcoholics. Yeah, I know. You know, you just feel really crap sometimes where you just like the last thing you think about is alcohol. And I'm like, you know what? Crook as a dog. I'm just literally, alcohol is the furthest thing on my mind. So I'm going to see how far I go. It's now five days in, no alcohol, <laughs> considering I was drinking maybe four days a week before. Um, we'll see how we go there. Now, boys, today we're going to pretty much look at, um, we had a, a couple of requests. So number one, people like, hey, yeah, awesome for you guys that have finished your team. How about you give us a shout out for some low-end talent to finish our team for those of us that are struggling, particularly for league matchups or just trying to finish your team. And also facing the conundrum at the moment with the defensive line. So Aaron Hall, uh, quad, not even a hamstring. So he's out. I don't know how long at this stage. Zorko and Rich are out as well. They're probably more one-weekers. So I think they're a bit more simplistic. If you have a wear on your field um, for a week, I think you could do a lot worse. Um, outside of that, Boys, I think what Gorney's back this week. Butters hopefully could be back. Um, any word on Heaney? Because Heaney is the bane of my existence. I don't even know why. <laughs> why I thought Butters to Heaney would be a good move. I reckon he could have almost cost me points over two weeks. Like, not even kidding. Um, English is back as well, or will confirm yes. to be available yeah, we'll anyway. Play. So that's good. Um, for, can I? Can, can I want to? I want to just touch on that. How? Did anyone trade in Heaney after his absolute yin-yang scores this year? 
Like, I don't understand the the like benefit of doing that at all, like in any way. Well, I couldn't afford. I could have afforded, but it was more with Stuart suspended. I couldn't really spend two trades to get to Bond. I didn't really have any money, and I had Butters sitting on the sideline, and I couldn't do anything with him. So it was pretty much my choice was hold Butters and take Clark's twenty eight, or to trade him. And I thought, well, maybe if Heaney goes close to a hundred, they have a couple of easy games in the back end of the, I think North and Adelaide, maybe. So I'm like, he probably gets a ton for at least two or three out of the six or seven left. Maybe it was eight at the time. Um, <laughs> that, and that's why, I mean, I was like, well, hang on. Well, if you know, and butters, I was like, well, maybe I'll just sort of do that. And I was considering getting rid of Brody to Bont and Pelly because he's the one I really want. But now I've kind of had to, except the fact that Bont is not entering my side, which really sucks. Um, and that's how quickly things can unravel over a couple of weeks. That's how I got there, Chris. And I'm not very happy. I'm now going to have to buy Taranto this week just so I can loop Holini and uh, just, hope that something happens. Did you, did you message me for my opinion? Because I would have told you, fuck no. <laughs> yeah. Mate, Grimo in the big group chat, he was, he was spruiking big time on, uh, on Sunday when we were out, of the, we went to the tavern as we always do. And then went to the VFL and then the AFL. And he was like, I've been saying it for the last two weeks. Mitch Duncan over Heaney. It was the easiest decision. Just proved to be right again on the weekend. Or mm. or Tom Hawkins. Like, I think he bottomed yeah. out. He was like 450K or something yeah. like that. Like, yeah. he had a good score on the weekend. And he, and he'll he'll hit our three or four more tons before the season's out. Like, I guaranteed with their draw. Like, I don't see... If you're looking for a loophole player, I think that's quite easily the one but i mean look each their own we we digress don't we so hawkins against toronto uh well de- depending I what hate you're doing toronto is a pick and i'll never yeah. pick him ever fucking again i can't stand <laughs> watching him it's 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 like oh there's toronto he gets the ball again oh there's another turnover it's honestly like it's as frustrating as was like you know tom mitchell when he's playing shit that's that's tim toronto all the time that's the level that you get. It's it's like it's like the the the, the Kmart version of, of Tom Mitchell. That's all you ever get from Tim Taranto playing in the role that he's playing in. And I don't think he's fit enough to play pure midfield because like premium Tim Taranto is playing in the midfield every week, getting 35 touches a week, and he usually gets enough touches anyway that he'll at least, you know, crawl his way to a hundred. And then every now and then he'll hit you out of one thirty, but he's not doing that because he's not fit yet enough because he hasn't got the games into him. So I mean, I don't think it matters if he's fit enough because the development of Tom Green has just yeah, there's also you know, that. overtaken that, and that's why that's why he's probably getting um, uh, he's a free agent at the end of the year, isn't he? I believe so. I think yeah, I think we had this chat. Uh, we're we're looking at um, trying to talk um, about which GWS player we want to take. <laughs> <laughs> also, fair. So, so yeah, look, I mean, from the forward line, I mean, I, I again, I'd probably still go with. Um, Tom Hawkins, like I like at that price point. I mean, I, I don't mind Mitch Duncan, and this is, I suppose, we're on forwards. There's a lot of forwards at the moment that people are looking for as a value option for some other, some reason, um, or maybe it's to get an F7 or to cover an injury or whatever it may be. But Mitch Duncan will have a short-term boost, um, so you could jump on Mitch Duncan. Obviously, while Stewart's out, he will get a boost for the next four weeks. But it's this is an unknown after that. Plus, there's the injury concerns with Mitch Duncan in the first place. So it's like a coin flip, right? Um, you Like you saw Coleman, you know, last week, he's obviously defender forward. He'll have a one week or a two week burst, um, depending on what these injuries are like for Rich and, um, and yeah. Zorko. As soon as Zorko and Rich went down, he was absolutely sensational. 
Yeah. Uh, that second half from him was huge and everything went through him. Um, he was looking at like a fairly decent score, but as soon as they oh, went mate, off, he, just he went... has he has the Jake Lloyd seagull about him. Oh. Eh? Like he, he's, he's the guy that's behind every single contest for that handball release. And I watch it and I'm like, like, like how? Like, he's, don't get me wrong, he uses it well by foot and he's playing his role, but no one's on him. Like th- within five meters of him, no one's on him. And they just give him tons of space and give him no respect. That may change. So, yes, I think he will have a couple of good scores, but I wouldn't be relying on bringing him in as a savior for your back line or your forward line. I don't think that's the right answer. Um, Speaking of a savior, someone who probably could definitely need to be saved, Jordan Ngoi, boys, is 416,000. Get out. Scored a 44. And he has a break even of 135. So if you have trades up your sleeve and you're going for leagues, um, he could kind of come strong at the end of the year. I don't know. I'm just saying he's going to be extremely cheap. Like he's going to be. Well, the role's still there. He, well, I was at the game, obviously, and the role's still there. He got absolutely towed. And I would have to say the whole midfield of Collingwood got absolutely towed. The only reason why Jack Crisp scored 79 was because he, he got two contested marks in the last quarter that boosted his score. And they're only contested marks because they weren't forward of the ball. They were in the back line with a shit kick that just put him in position that there was a contest there accidentally. It should have been uncontested. But contested marks are the number uh, second best scoring thing in Supercoach. So that plus a long effective kick you know, adds another 12, 13 points to his score. So, you know, um, I thought he was terrible. I thought Took Miller, if it wasn't for Nick Dacos, Took Miller was best on ground by an absolute mile. No one gave him any respect at all. He just did what he liked at the clearances. Um, so yeah, those, those Collingwood mids, and this is saying, and I'll also say this, Cox was the best Ruckman on the day by, by a long way. I thought he was better than Cameron. He was better than Wits. Wits basically did nothing. Um, so to have the, the best, well, the best two Ruckman on the ground and this mid still did absolutely nothing. That's, that was, yeah, that's not good. That's not good for Collingwood. So can we talk about day costs and how, awesome it is and i'm really upset that i kind of fobbed him off early <laughs> like I, I flipped him early and he even then when he had that low game people were like oh starting to hesitate maybe he's going to go negative cash generation and and some people were holding strong like hey he's got the last buy he'll play just kind of get to the buys and he's rewarded those threefold it's stupid he's now well, he, like going to be hitting high fours as far he as was price. Injured. he was injured and carrying an injury for about six weeks an ankle he injury still is. so he trained, he, away really? from the, he trained away from the group today, did his own thing with that foot injury. So he's still man, carrying see, an injury and smashes out of 143. Man, honestly, seeing him live, man, that, that kid knows how to football. I can tell you that. Um, game sense, game awareness. Um, I, I think his work rate is under understated. Like I was uh, chatting with someone online, and when I say chatting, I mean trolling. And uh, someone said, oh, yeah, it's all right to, uh, to get, you know, 37 touches when you don't play on anyone. And that's absolute bullshit. If you watch, like, how he works for the ball, he works harder than every single other person. And because Ford's set up in a zone, when you're playing halfback, you are going to get those possessions if you work harder than the next player. But the way that he works, like, he, he'll dispose of the ball and then work into the space behind that player to draw that player up. And if they don't go with you, to, then the, if, he, if they go to Dacos then that next kick is over the top to a, a player in a more advantageous position and you get the overlap happening. So he's continually making and enforcing that with his work rate. And it was just awesome to see. And that kick to his brother. 
Oh, was, so good. It's like one just, step. It's like one step. He's just gone, oh, hang on. I know what I'm going to do. And just literally doesn't break stride and just belts it 50 meters across court. I couldn't believe it. And then like, because the, that kick had to be so, like, um, the def- I don't know who the defender was, but they were on his brother's hammer. Like they were like two meters away, absolute max. So if that kick wasn't absolutely perfect, there's no way that's a goal. And that basically won us the game. It swung the momentum completely in our favor. So yeah, uh, nothing but praise about Nick Dacos. Um, oh. I did trade him for Tom Stewart, which really worked out well for me, guys. So thanks for that. Um, <laughs> Not this week. <laughs> Uh, but even uh, even Collingwood, even like Pendlebury and stuff, they call they call Dacos, you know, the was it the ball whisperer. Like he just makes crazy stuff happen for the ball. Uh, and even then, Buckley was talking about just the weekend, saying he's pretty much in the top five ball users in the comp already. Um, you just want it in his hands. So I'm really really excited about what he's going to bring. Um, Sounds like you're speaking another language because I watched none of the Gold Coast Collingwood game. I was watching the the absolute flogging down at Geelong. So I'm listening to you talking about kicks and stuff that? like that. Why would you watch that? We were over at my – shout out to Dave and Maddie because we had their birthdays. We went down to Packingham and we were watching it. And uh, a couple of the boys wanted to watch Gold Coast Collingwood. But we had a couple – we had a Geelong supporter there. And me and one of the other blokes also wanted to watch the flogging down in Geelong. So, um, <laughs> yeah, we ended up watching that instead, which was interesting nonetheless. Interesting. What a stitch up. Um, Tom Hawkins, 448K. Chris touched on him before. I do like him uh, on the run home. So Melbourne he, this week, obviously. Break even of 87. One. So you don't even have to get him this week. Yeah, well, against Melbourne. So it's a little bit harder there. But after that, Carlton, Port, Bulldogs, Saints, and then the good finish home, Gold Coast and West Coast. So particularly that sort of last round is really appealing as well. Um, outside of that, we move up a little bit in price. So Mitch Duncan is 468000 um, you skipped my good. man there, mate. A couple uh, of Rosie bounced no, back. No, no, I was going to say Dylan Moore. No. Oh, no. Mate, I was spooking him big yourself. time last week. I know, I but just don't were. do that to yourself. Mate, have you He's seen their, their, their draw coming up the next few weeks? Adelaide, West Coast, North, Saints, Gold Coast, and then Richmond and the Dogs. Like He's, he's just going to carve. He's been carving all year. Oh, yeah, of course. At that price, Jeez. he's actually good value. Dylan Moore. I know. But look at that draw, mate. Like, if that's not the softest draw you'll ever get in footy. He sounds like a guy that sells regional tractors. Yeah, I'm sure he is, mate. But (laughs) I just, you know, I I don't know. I just, I can't do it. Watch him average like 100 over this period. Yeah, and good on him. But I can't pick any more. Mate, we're talking, but we're talking for our viewers out there who might not have much cash. And they might if you're need a diehard last... fan, yeah, if you're a diehard fan, go nuts. Absolutely, break a leg. Um, anyone else, if you aren't extremely desperate, I'd probably be looking at even Bailey Smith coming up soon. If you have the trades, I'd be kind of eyeing off him and also the round 18 DPP because I'm, I'm anticipating, you know, Boke might even swindle a DPP or you're not too sure, but I'd be holding off if you aren't desperate for a forward and you're trying to look at a swing player or you have some trades up your sleeves and you want to go for leagues. Bailey Smith is someone who could really pinch hit you in that finals run home. Um, So I'd be sort of looking around him um, and I'd be looking at some DPP changes to see if there's something you can do for your side that none of of your opponents in your leagues will have. And if you have trades, I'd be looking at that. The other one there is... um... Uh, Tom Lynch, guys, because he's obviously got the propensity to to drop some really big scores. Um, only four sixty nine k, but he plays Gold Coast this week, North the week after. 
does have Frio and and the Brizzy Lions, but then Port Hawks and Essendon in the last three. So you can make a case that you know those those teams are going to be putting the queue in the rack because they probably won't be making finals by that stage. And Tom Lynch could just waltz in and kick a, a bag every week. So um, I don't mind that. It, it, that's uh, the I suppose these guys are all guys that can pop off, but we're not looking for them really to be an F six, right? Like you, you prefer they're, they're, not to. Like I. I was just looking through. I can't believe like 2.5% jumped on Peter Wright three weeks ago. But that move's actually paid them, uh, you know, paid them out in spades at the moment and that because since then he's gone 115, 105, 87. So you're just looking. There. If you can find the right one, F6 fine. In a perfect world, you want a loophole. And, you know, if if you're in Ben's case and you're trying to fight, get Heaney off the field each week, well, great and that. But... Yeah, we've talked about it. You're just trying to look for somebody with a soft draw for the next five, six weeks that might have little, you know, knock out a couple of big scores, especially if you're playing leagues and, and get you that win. So, as you yeah. said, Tommy Lynch is not a bad option there. Um, out, But outside of that, it's uh, like... Do you, Rose- do you reckon Libertori is going to uh, have that role for him, like himself now? Or do you think that when Bailey Smith comes back, it's going to influence a little bit? Because he's been killing it as far as he's been really ball hungry in that midfield, averaging 121 over the last three, 117.8 over the last five. He's killing it at the moment. Well, yeah. I, the yeah. other thing is, uh, what have we had any news on Trelaw? Because wasn't it rumored that he had a he did a a hammy over the weekend? There's mixed reports about him maybe even getting up, or he might miss one, or he could. Like the Bulldogs have been a bit cagey about that. So that's unlike them. Yeah. Well, the problem is, like, let's call it awareness then, because that's yep. probably what it is. You can't blame him hmm. because he's got dodgy, the dodgiest hammies in the AFL. So it would be absolutely bull- – now, I, I suppose the doggies are at this point, right, where they go, all right, if we don't win, we're putting the kill in the rack as well because they are basically on the precipice of not making finals and they need to win. So they're probably – they might play him and it could backfire – or they get a win because he's playing, you know? So that's probably where they're thinking. I, either way, I don't think you can bank on Trelaw for the rest of the season, guys. So that reason alone, Smith comes back, but perhaps Trelaw is not there. I think Libba's probably easily the best option remaining outside of Bont, of course. Um, any update on Bruce? For... Yeah, uh, playing VFL this week, two weeks away. Okay. So yeah, like and and me like most are hoping that Bruce coming back will uh, result in more mid time for Bont, which could force someone like a, a Liber out. But we'll wait and see on that one. But we'll um that could obviously also impact. But I think those guys are definitely like they're they are a cut, a cut above. above, yeah, like quite quite clearly. So if you can get the money to get that, then great. But I think most people are looking to spend one trade only, which most likely means you know less than the value of their guy or equivalent and therefore they're looking at all these other value options or they're looking to try and trade out trade up their rookies to an f7 or and then they have a swing between mid and forward or something like that um you watch the game on the weekend at what point do we finally go isaac rankin you are an actual oh. jet i know he, he was a jet from day one mate. yeah but he sort of trailed off a little bit um at the back end of last year just consistency, form, you know, it's going to happen for a small forward. But, yeah, watching him live, man. And, like, you know, we put our best defender IQ on him and he just he cleaned him up. And IQ 
I thought was in the best form of his career. And they, you know, they've had about the same time in the system, right? And yeah, he got towed. He got absolutely towed. To think um, so like seven weeks ago, he was 231K. And since then, he's gone 94, 93, 89, 88, 102, 101, 95, and 110. Yeah. Like, what an He's like 460,000 now. Yeah. 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 Well, the, the problem is, um, like, you, I mean, don't get me wrong, you could bring him in, but that's still a fair weight, like, off being a forward premium and super coach, especially this year. Yeah. So, like, for people thinking, oh, yeah, Isaac Rankin 2023, that's probably not in the money. Because even though he will be overpriced based on his current form, you wouldn't bank a small forward to be able to pull out elite numbers um, in a forward role for 2023. I, yeah. I, I, I think he that needs midfield time year, to be good. Yeah. Outside of everything, what we've learned this year is that the, the forward line is going to be higher because of these DPPs that we're going to get during the season. So you really can't go on speculatives um, as much as we have in the past. We got, I mean, we got blessed with guys like Canelio and, and Brody this year, but I mean, at this stage, I can't see those next year. So, yeah, let's see how we go. I can't even think of anyone on the horizon that hasn't really played much. The only one, Grimo and I were going through this at the footy. It was more the West Coast players. Elliot Yo is the big one as a defensive option. But then yeah, do I trust it. his body and that? But he's going to be super cheap as, say, a D4 next year. But he's the only one that kind of screams off the page where you go, yep, he's you know been averaging really poor miss games, he's going to be super cheap compared to what he could could put out. But, yeah, there's not a too many others that you can think of that have had those long-term injuries this year where you're like, yeah, I wouldn't mind jumping on him. And we highlighted this earlier, uh, Ben, in another podcast, but we've had record amounts of players in the defense that are averaging 110-plus, record amounts of midfielders that are averaging 110-plus, and the forward line, like the, the top six forwards are all averaging 106-plus. Like... How are we going to afford anyone next year? Like we, you won't, and, then, <laughs> but, and even then, the the rock dilemma next year is going to be really interesting. Yeah, well, that's um, where you got to make your money, right? That's where the value is in the rock line. So yeah, so I mean, Gorn Grundy people are they going to be as, as set and forget, or you know, is um is Paddy Ryder going around again, or is you know is uh, uh, Ryder retires? Marshall's the biggest lock. <clears> that's year. what I mean. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, as far as one. those have been out this year, I think Ben Cunnington's probably number one. Um, he might even come back this year. So having a whole year and change out, he might be cheap enough. Uh, outside of that, Hurley could be a, a good shout if he gets his body right. Because sure he's, he's been back up all training. He's well, yeah, he's been. He's been. He's been oh, okay, well, that'll hurt him. But um, but he's been out for quite a long period of time. Um, yeah, like Fantasia. I'm just trying to think. There was another one that had like my eye Co- on as Co- well. Caulfield, but still, he's not unless he was like super cheap for some reason. But I don't think he would be. Um, probably Dan jump Hanna- on Jack yeah. Billings because he's just shit. So Dan Hannibrick. <laughs> oh, hey, the, the 80 averaging. Hey, Chris, do you want to have a little bet? A little bet update? Do you? Yeah, Our bet updates are close, mate. They are very close, except for the fact that I've already cashed one. But hey, um, so I won the Fremantle winning six or more games in the first ten. So that one has put me $50 ahead at this current point in time. The other one is Cripps against Hewitt. Uh, good week for me with a little bit of a positive influential there. Um, Cripps is currently averaging 110.9, so he's gone off a cliff. Uh, I, could, I could have swore that I was cashing money. I could have cashed this one out so long ago, but uh, Hewitt's averaging 111.8, so 0.9 ahead, so I'm behind on that one. 
And the last one is Billings. Now, stupidly, we didn't actually have a um, condition on how many games Billings had to play because I was just sure Billings was going to average you more than 80 this year. You both laughed in my face. I think Swizz joined you on this one. Um, and he's now five games in, averaging 80.6. So he's been a little bit up and down. Um, he's had an 88, a 99, an 84, and an 84. But then he had a bad game against Adelaide where he got dropped and he got a 48. So I'm currently ahead. So at this point in time, it's going to be, I think, something that we can watch out for on the run home because those two are pretty close. Chris, how are you feeling about it? Oh, I'm feeling pretty good, mate. They play uh, Frio and the Doggies next, and then they play Geelong, Brisbane, Sydney, their last three. I mean, they do have West Coast at Optus and Hawthorne at Marble. So oh, he'll I mean, be I injured by then. Could... Yeah, exactly right. He's not going to last those games anyway, <laughs> but this week he's going to score maybe 50 at best against the best uh, defense in the league, and then they're not going to get much ball against the Doggies anyway. And then the last three is going to drag him right down. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't even think uh, St. Kilda are making the finals, mate. So... Maybe they put the cue in the rack and say, Billings, you're done for the year. <laughs> well, hopefully he's averaging 80 plus by the time that happens. I'm okay, I'm okay with that. That's what I need. I just, I actually need him to get injured on like a hundred and just bang, that's it. You're done. Last quarter injury, sort of pull a, a, a was it a, um, a Dunkley where he got injured in the last sort of 30 seconds, goes for a mark, does, uh, you know, Sindus Yeah, it goes out on like 130 or whatever. Yeah, keeps yeah that's price it. at like six fifty for the rest of the year, and keeps his average above eighty. So we'll see how we go there. Um, okay, that's pretty much it, I think, for the forward line. As far as um, rucks, I think pretty much people are just taking whatever they can afford at this current point in time. Apparently, Proust towed up the VFL, so that'll be interesting for him there. Um, we'll have a look at the midfield and see if there's anyone that, as far as you know, there's what seven rounds left, or there's seven rounds, six rounds, not too seven. many left. We'll go seven. seven rounds. To go, so anyone that picks your fancy here, guys, as far as um, a good price point, Petrarca, well, what, what are we saying? Good price point because are we saying like Josh Kelly at five fifty seven, or you want less than that, or you want more than that? Uh, I'd say like five hundred and above, or see whatever you can sort of scrounge for. Well, Petrarca is the obvious one. Yeah, five twenty six for five twenty six. And he's, you know, he's only owned by thirty three point seven percent of teams, so yeah, a lot of people jumped him off. To Mills, mm. fucking great, wasn't it? Um, about, Sam Walsh has been killing it too, guys. Just, just not even quietly, but whatever. He's, he's, he's still, still only five ninety one. That's not even a bad know. price point. Nah, it's the guy averaging one twenty over the last three and one twelve over the last five. That is a good price point. I'd be definitely keen to get on Sam Walsh. Um, you jump into Nick Dacos as a defender mid at his three round <laughs> average of 116. I oh, know that's crazy. Don't even Jesus, tempt me that's that just one. insane. Oh Don't man, your, your favorite one. player, Tom Mitchell, went 118 on the weekend. That Hawks soft draw, Brayshaw yep. hurt me as well. 463 Mitchell. Ollie oh. Wine seems to be popping up in way too many teams. Like, yeah. there's a many. lot of love for him in the middle of the year, thinking he's going to do the exact same thing as he did last year. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'd be keen on Jack Steele for a guy who's only 8% owned, uh, 543,000. I don't think you're going to get him much cheaper. He's dropped 142,000. Um, I, I would be so keen to get a player of his caliber. Um, and he could easily average 115 plus going home at four forty uh, 543k. I would take him over Zach Merritt, basically the same price. Um, keys. I know we spoke about yeah, a little just, bit at. Yeah. 530,000 with this, um, with their run home as well. I mean, Hawks leak points. 
Collingwood, Sydney, Carlton, and then West Coast North in particularly in those He's final perfect rounds. For finals. Like, yeah, but again, at that price point for five thirty, I'd rather be paying five forty three for Jack Steele, um, just more for consistency. Josh Kelly's also, I mean, he's bottomed out. He's uh, five fifty seven, but his run home's not t- not fantastic. He's got um, Port this week, then Brisbane, Carlton, Sydney, then Essendon, and Bulldogs and Frio to finish off. So GWS's runs sort of dried up now, but um, yeah, his form's obviously been good over the year, so. You can't really begrudge him, um, and he's, oh, he's mate, going all right. I'd nearly go up the extra 6K and go to Camp Guthrie. Uh, just yeah. because of the, their draw uh, and the way he – like, he, he's their number one midfielder. Yeah, I mean, what, Danger's back, though. Menegola's back like, playing. Look at Guthrie's last few weeks, 124, 126, 101, 115, 109, 134. Like, he just puts up premium numbers this time of year. Yeah, but they also played Adelaide Bulldogs, West Coast, Richmond, and North in that period. No, have you seen doing. who they play on the run home anyway? Like outside yeah, they have of Melbourne two, and Carlton, two good games. Like, two good games, mate. They got mate. Port and Bulldogs will be shot by then when they play them. I don't know. Guthrie has let too many people down previously. He's only averaging hundred and one for the year. I think yeah. he he goes on runs and then <clears> yeah, goes that's disappearing. the thing. But I'm saying he goes on runs and they play like four games in Geelong. Anyway. Geelong are a completely different team down in Geelong. Just smash yeah, the, the, that's that's why I love um, the the Hawkins in the fourth. The Hawkins line. That's pick, the one yeah. Yeah. You exactly. know why they're hard to play down there, Swizz? It's because they all have two heads in Geelong. <laughs> <laughs> We're not talking about Tasmania, right? Tasmania. No, no. <laughs> all right, you're, you're talking about the Billings Dolphins. Let's jump into fits. Let's jump into the uh, defense. Okay. Oh, oh, so oh, the oh, number oh. one's clearly Jordan Dawson, guys, because I, if I had the money, I would have jumped on him. But he's now too expensive. He's he's six hundred twenty-six k. He's got a five-round <sighs> average of one hundred twenty-five and a three-round average of one hundred forty. Like I wanted to get on him last week, and I just didn't have the cash because he was already what was what was he last week? Like five ninety something, or he would have no, been yeah. close to six hundred. No, anyway. he was. Um... He went up. I feel like he was cheaper than that. I think he was eighty five, eighty three. No, he, he went up. He no, five ninety three. You are right. Yeah, five ninety three. Yep. So I had no cash. I could only go down from Stewart. So that's why I went the option that I did. But he was clear. Like no one's paid any attention to him. He just runs around like, and they continually feed him the ball. Continually, like, it doesn't stop. They're like, "Oh, Dawson's open. Here's the ball." It reminds like, me of I, Laird when he was oh, he was the outside guy. Yeah, and that, and that just. Nothing's changed. The only difference is, is Laird's now inside playing Sloan's role, and Dawson's the new Laird. Yeah, it's disgusting. It's fucking disgusting, and I can't watch Adelaide games. I can't. I can't even enjoy watching Rory Laird absolutely tear it up every week because he fucking kicks it to Dawson every second fucking minute. <laughs> it's so annoying. So yeah, that's who I would get because he's obviously he's he's proven to be pretty durable as well. Um, I mean, what's their Fixture like coming up because obviously he's just towering up the points against shitty opposition. Oh, mate, it, it's, it's, it's going to get a whole lot worse for you during oh, finals. Fuck, it's so bad. I don't even want to. I just looked at it. <laughs> like, they play I the Hawks this week, so you know that's. I just want to cry. It, it's those two finals matchups when they have West Coast and North Melbourne. Can he just do something dumb like punch no. someone in the gut and get a week or something just to make it like a little bit nah, more bearable? Dawson's like a poster boy. He's such a good kid. Just yeah, let him be. So frustrating. Like, Sicily's the other one that frustrates me because as a non-owner, everybody oh. else has him. He breathes um, and he, dude, he breathes and he gets points. I was looking like, I was looking, 
the the scores right like everyone was yeah. like oh no don't go for intercepting defenders because they're not going to score very well i look at like quarter like end of the first quarter he's on like 39 and i'm just i'm like what he's got no marks mm. so it's yeah, just no, he, like he, be, one mark for the day he had a lot of meters marks, you know what he's getting long. loose loose disposed like the ball's just going over and he's the one picking it up it's mm. the loose ball gets yeah. So he's not marking. He's just he's just so on his own. There's no one around. who's just like, oh, I'll just take that ball. Thank you very much. And then kicks long. it sixty meters mm. down the fuck, dude. Honestly, it's the yeah. Because we're okay. watching. We're at the the Richmond game watching his DT to Super Coach scores. And at one point, he's like fifty DT, a hundred Super Coach. And we're like, <laughs> what is this bullshit? I couldn't hit. I couldn't hit. And he had, and you know, draw, he had like said, three mate, frees against as well. They're drawn like, so soft. Just... He's going to sit there and just Poor take Grimo. you to Grimo, Grimo, Grimo needed Sicily to get under 120 yeah, yeah. and he, to bring him in, and he can't because now he's too expensive. Too expensive. Um, we need to move on, though. Now, obviously, if you can afford a $600,000 player, then good. Go, go do that. But I think realistically speaking, most people probably be looking for a little bit of value. Um, you know, hence, you know, the, the steel option at 540 K in the midfield, I think similarly, you're kind of looking for people that, you know, you don't have to burn the extra trades on if for most people, um, for me, Bailey Dale is who I brought in last week, 545 K, uh, Caleb Daniel's still out for another couple of weeks, averaging 110 over the last three, 111 over the last five, um, Really good uh, standard deviation. I think he'll be very durable. Plus, I think the dogs probably lose a lot of those games, so there'll be a lot of the ball in their defensive line coming up in the next sort of six weeks anyway. Uh, so I think you could do a lot worse than Dale at 545000 Uh drop He jumped up 10 k so he's a little bit more expensive. Boys, what do you think um, outside of that? Yeah, mate, Anyone that was annoying me because <laughs> I, I was at the Candlelight uh, concert here, the, the Coldplay Candlelight concert, and I'm like, before I go in, I'm like, oh yeah, Bailey Dale's doing all right, and then I'd like see the score afterwards, and I was like willing to chuck my th- uh, my phone, but luckily I got Dawson anyway. Um, the big one, I think, for because Vlaston's out, those who brought him in, he had an absolute shocker, and he's still got 82, but yeah, he's he's missing a week, so that's that's hard. Has um, he accepted that suspension? Yeah, he did. Oh, okay. Yep. Um, like Liam Baker's still got to be considered at 507. Because he's playing around the guts and fills all the roles uh, and just seems the, to score. yeah. That's the only reason why I don't like him, and that's the reason why I wasn't wasn't really hot on um, Dawson either. Is because I was throwing early in the season, I was just throwing him around, but now Dawson's like just absolutely killing it, so it doesn't matter anyway. But I would say that Liam Baker is similar in that it doesn't matter where he plays, he's still mm, scoring, which scores. is just ridiculous. Yeah, um, and he's out of contract, but, so he's playing for like you know the big bucks at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't hate it. I just think that it's a lot of money to pay for a defender who's probably going to be your what your D seven realistically. Um, I obviously went jumped on May last week because you know fucking why not? Um, but yeah, thank you very much, uh, NSYNC for that one. Um. So the the per- the reason behind it was I couldn't because it was five fifty k I, I could have gone to Bailey Dale, um, but Bailey Dale was a a very safe pick, um, and it wasn't really aggressive uh, for me. And then he goes and busts a one thirty, which is his, I think probably highest score of the season, right? Fuck you. Um, but mm. so for me, I wanted I wanted someone that was going to be able to punch out some scores that I could take as a loophole option, essentially, um, allow me to cover 
whilst also being cheap enough that I didn't have to trade um, Thomas Stewart to him. So what I was able to do was to hold Stewart and then trade other players to May to fill that void. And then I can still bring in Stewart in another three weeks. And then I'll have May at D7 and I'll be able to, or I can play May on field and swing um, short into midfield and loophole him or get him out of my my team because short's been absolutely fucking shit. So that was the plan, and it's it, it, it seems to have you know, half worked because obviously May got 108, which was fantastic. But um, and I do think that he's value. I think now he's even cheaper, so I think he's like 380k, and I paid 397, so a little bit cheaper. But he's going to be bouncing back up now. So if he's someone that you're looking at, that's very I th- I think that he's the best value player under 400k by an absolute sh- mile, and I would say probably under 500k because before he got knocked out on 15. He was averaging 97. Not a single player that is available for that price can say that over the stretch of games that he was he was doing. So he, what was 10, 10 game average of 97.4. Uh, you can do a lot worse for under for 380k. And if you are looking for someone to be a D7 to be able to loop, I think that he's also a, bit, a good option there because he will you know drop some 70s and 80s that you, you probably don't want on your on your field if you can avoid it. But he's also going to be that 108 to oh, 105 to 140 player sometimes. So he's got the monopoly on kickouts. He obviously takes intercept marks. He's got multiple ways of scoring through spoiling. The way that uh, that Melbourne moved the ball through the back line um, when they're winning, he's a big part of reason why. So I definitely like the May option. Um, again, if anyone or to me anyone under 500k, I'd just be looking at May. Yeah, I don't think there's anyone better. The, the, there's That's only one. There's only one I throw up against him, and I still, I think, I still lean towards May, but Luke McDonald again becomes an option because yeah. Aaron Hall's yeah. Gone. So last week when we spoke and we're like trying to find uh, Stuart replacements, and I felt like we had quite a few good cheaper options, um, but then we did talk about that risk versus reward. Those cheaper options were cheap because they were injured. Zorko then does a hamstring. Hall then goes and does a quad. So if you took one of those cheaper options, unfortunately, you, you obviously would have been stiffed. Boston gets himself um, suspended. Correct. So Sorry, I didn't come like, on the pod last week, so I couldn't just hammer the public with my. No, we did um, say we did say there were risk, um, a lot of risk in them, but some people might want to take that risk. Whereas, you know, there were some safer options. So we did say Dale was a safer option uh, in that in that sense. But yeah, Stephen May three hundred seventy nine thousand. I was going to toy up the same um, notion there with Luke McDonald. I don't know how bad the injury is um, at the current point in time to haul, but 417,000, basically you saw he got 104. So when Hall's not playing, there is a direct correlation between Luke McDonald doing better because he then becomes the extractor. He then gets some kickouts, et cetera. So he will do well while Hall is out, and it just depends on how long that will be. Yeah, so, and, he's, and he's put up a couple of really good scores this year, the 140, the 132, 127. So, yeah, it is. It's, it's very interesting owning him as a in draft and pretty well much when hall plays he he sometimes becomes my bench option and that and when hall's out he's just straight into my defense because i know he's going to go bang so i do so I, think I don't mind him if if they come out and say hall's done about for the year and that then yeah the temptation is very much there yeah, I like that one. Otherwise, I think basement price is May. Um, at a cheaper option, Bailey Dale's probably the best option as far as a reasonable price. And then outside of that, it's basically paying up. Uh, Dawson, Sicily, Sinclair, you take your pick. Um, I think they're all very, very good options. 
Sard as well as 558,000. Would you go Sard or Dale for the what, splitting 13,000? Yeah, I didn't mind Sard last week and that. Like, I thought he was a legitimate option. Just the way the Blues play the ball through him. Uh, so I think you could go either way there. I think the only thing is Caleb Daniel does come back, even though Bailey Dale can still score. Where Sard, how far? Well, Zach Williams has got to, I guess, come back at some point as well, but. I feel like Daniel comes back before Zach Williams. Yeah, he does. I think Williams is still three to four. Uh, I think that pretty much wraps up those options, to be honest, guys. it's Basically, it's about whatever you can afford and then just look for that value where you can and, um, yeah, try and finish your team the best way you can, whether that's getting a loophole or whether you, um, if you have those trades available, then I'd be sort of looking at being aggressive and trying to get some of those point of difference players coming in. Um, worst case scenario, what is it? Round 17 this week. So that way, by the end of this week, next week, we'll actually have DPPs to talk about and see if there's anything changing. Um, I'm hopeful. I'm wondering whether Boat gets DPP or Marshall gets DPP or, you know, whatever's going to be happening. So I think there'll be a little bit more data in there. Double um, H, mate. That's the one we want. Double H. Yeah. Himmelberg will be a defender forward. It should definitely be. Fife, I'm wondering how many games, whether I think you have to play probably more than he has, but. Fife will probably be a forward next year at this current point in time at this market because he didn't even do one. Uh, I think the commentators were talking about in the fourth quarter, Fife hadn't even had one CBA, was playing 100% forward. Um, so that's very interesting as far as uh, him and his future prospects. So I'd be keen to see on that. Um, Swizz, you know what time it is now? Your favourite time to finish the podcast? What do we need? Yeah, yeah, yeah. VCs and Cs and oh. all that sort of stuff. Um it looks pretty straightforward this week, doesn't it? The Thursday night game, yeah. Geelong, Melbourne. Like, it's hard not to go against Clary for anything at the moment because he just seems to be the best player in the comp and flying. It's so, got to be Oliver into Neil, right? Like, I think, yeah, I and think that, yeah, it just yeah. feels like there's nothing else that really stands out to me that goes maybe Mills gets on the, you know, backs back up and that, and maybe he's a better option than Oliver, but I still would prefer Oliver. Um, but there's nothing else that really you know, stands out this week with yeah, Neil being the obvious one behind the Bombers. Yeah, unless you have a, a late um, loophole player, then I could kind of see the value in going Neil VC into like a Walsh or something against West Coast. Um, I think Walsh would be very serviceable and kind of do what some people did last week and put the VC on Clary and put it as their sort of captain option so that way they have a backup in case it falters. Um, but I think you're right. I think most people, and it's been safety in numbers the last couple of weeks because I think we are talking about, you know, Clary has to be either your VC or your C, and he was taken, I think, by about 3,500 out of the top 5,000. So only 1,500 people out of the top 5,000 missed out on that VC or C. So safety in numbers, uh, particularly at the top of the field, um, Clary into Neil will be extremely popular. Otherwise, I don't even mind going Neil VC into a Laird or a, um, a Walsh, if you have him. If you if you have captains Quick and vice-captains in draft league, try to find one of your pies players this week. God, North Melbourne league points. Got to really feel for them <laughs> at this point. But, yeah, easy day for your your boys this week, Chris. Yeah, mate, I don't even think they're going to play Darcy Moore, even though he's available. <laughs> it's actually a bit of a joke. There's actually... Um, uh, like a poll on Twitter I found is like, you know, should we play Darcy Moore if he's available? It was 93% said no. <laughs> That's interesting. So Chris Crisp should actually get 100 then. 
is pretty much what you're saying. Dacos to yeah, get VC, 40 touches. VC Chris for the 150 win. He hasn't hit a he's, 150 he's, this year yet. No. But he does. Like, he, um, he did Tim back Mitchell. up really well after his stinker earlier in the year. I'd like so. to see Tim Mitchell put a VC on Dacos. <laughs> <laughs> he should do it. <laughs> That'd be the best thing ever. VC Dacos, 40 touches, goes like 160. Kind of like Sam Walsh in his first year. Remember how yeah. Sam Walsh just banged out a couple of big scores in his first year? Absolutely ridiculous. Good times. He could get. He is. could get. He could get forty touches. That's true. Oh, that pretty much wraps us up, guys. Yeah. Any other any other points that anyone wants to bring up? I yeah. think that's it, Chris. You've done your your individual team pod this week. No, we'll be either uh, later tonight or early tomorrow. It'll be out. That sounds good. Um, might have a little special announcement. Don't need to say anything more, week. mate. That'll do. That'll do. That'll do. Swizz, are you doing yeah. your team pod or are you doing, you're just doing your normal weekly on a Thursday? Yeah, yeah. Just this week on Thursday. Okay. No worries. I might get mine out a little bit earlier as well so I can tell everyone how excited I was. Um, I was upset because Hobbs was out. So I ended up having to, I couldn't, I had to go Dale. Um, if I realized Hobbs was in the team, then I would have gone Dawson because I only needed to have the one trade and not two. But um, that's an inch issue of my life. I'll get mine up online probably tonight. But that's it, guys. Thank you very much. Like, subscribe, leave some comments as people have been doing as well. And um, let us know what thoughts you want coming into the, the final time of the season. I've got some thoughts as far as the the, you know, the finals week and a little bit of a recap. Um, let us know what you'd like to hear from us coming forward um, to make this more interesting for you. And that's it. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Thanks, guys. Cheers. See you guys. Boy, you. The C is for the courage I possess through the drama. H is for the hurt, but it's all for the honor. A is for my attitude, working through the patience. Money comes and goes, so the M is for motivation. Gotta stay consistent, the P is to persevere. The I is for integrity, innovative career. The O is optimistic, open and never shut. And the N is necessary, cause I'm never giving up. See, they ask me how I did it, I just did it from the heart. Crushing the competition, been doing it from the start. They say that every champion is all about his principles. Carry.